if you had a superpower, but you could only control it sometimes, what would you choose? Oh, you can't put that on the. That's, <laughs> that's not a. That's not a passing exiting question, Aaron. No. <laughs> um, You're right. That's probably true. Well, I was gonna say super strength because I've always wanted to be super strong. But then, what if I was lifting something and my power went out and I dropped it and squished myself? That wouldn't be any fun. Exactly. Um, I, like, I can't answer. I'll take the fifth. Okay, <laughs> I'm for that. And you know what? You have yourself, and that's the only power you really need. Oh. <laughs> hey, you know why I love MMA so much? It's pretty neat. That is 100 percent true, but it's also because it brings us together. It did. You know what? <laughs> violence really does bring people together. Yes. Let's get back to violence. Ah, I love the Pretty Neat Podcast. I love hosting it. My name is Aaron. I'm here with my very good friend, Ryan. Dominic is on vacation today. Today, we are looking at UFC 275. Holy crap. Yuri Prokrapska. What a performance. We're going to talk about UFC Austin coming up. And most importantly, we get to talk to a new friend of the Pretty Neat Podcast, the happy warrior, Roxanne Mataferi. And boy, she's freaking awesome to talk to. Thank you, Roxanne, for coming on. Wow. (laughs) 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 (sighs) I am exhausted after the fights this weekend, my friend Ryan. And I've been waiting to talk to you about it the whole time on the pretty neat podcast you've been holding this in holding it all in fatigued holding in all of the thoughts and emotions that you have regarding ufc 275 yes uh i want to get all glover in as one might say uh we're gonna get real prohotchka with it (laughs) (laughs) i like it oh my gosh what just Overall thoughts of our new lightweight heavyweight champion in the UFC? Uh, I mean, there's so many thoughts. Where to begin, right? Um, Insane fight. So many back and forths. uh, Position changes. Huge turns and, you know, turns of momentum. I'm still like, I'm somewhat speechless thinking about how Glover had this guy 40 seconds from a decision win. And also, there's a high likelihood he could have finished that fight if he doesn't pull motherfucking guard into a guillotine. (laughs) Oh, my. I pressed the wrong button. Right? Holy. (laughs) Stunned. Left. Right. He's back up against the cage. What do you do? (laughs) That was the the sound effect of me during that moment. Pulling guard. And Yuri. Pulling guard. And we had talked about the fact that Yuri gets tagged. Yeah. He gets tagged a little bit. He, you know, it's his third fight of the UFC. He's not necessarily in his infancy as an MMA fighter, but he was in trouble in that, in that fight. Many times. Multiple I mean, they, times. Bo- they both were. Yeah. When I think it was or, the failed takedown attempt or reversal. And then Yuri started raining down like this 
hellacious ground and pound. And I was like, oh my God, the fight's going to be ended because his reach, yeah. right? His insane arm reach of 80 inches, he could posture up and he was still raining down blows and Glover was just taking it, taking it. Yeah. Like only a 42-year-old Brazilian grizzled man can take that type of damage. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I think that his uh, the the old man strength versus the young youth, like, really kind of showed up. Like they both put it all out there, and the old man had to give in. And I think he, I think he broke because of that. I really do. Like, uh, and uh, and Yuri, he went out there and he he fought his fight. <laughs> and it was it was he, adorable and he, i loved it he he fought in only the way that we've ever seen him fight which is you know all action non-stop no defense um mm-hmm. surprisingly more competent on the ground in terms of his reversals than i likely would have given him credit for mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm debating on whether or not that's skill or he's just exploding right in his the way that he does, how he explodes on the feet and just creates a scramble and was getting the better of the position. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still undecided. You know, I'm kind of leading towards towards the latter because he didn't really show a whole lot of proficiency in a lot of other things other than what we mentioned with the, the ground and pound. But, you know, mm-hmm. in the record books, you're going to know that Yuri Prohoshka tapped out Glover Teixeira to a rear naked choke in the fifth round in the second latest submission stoppage in UFC championship fight history. Yeah. Second to only DJ. Yep. Yeah. That's correct. 459 fucking flying armbar type shit. Which, you know, that Ray Borg. Was that Ray Borg? No, 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 no. It was, uh, I don't know. Uh, we don't... It was the gentleman who was fighting for the bantamweight title in bellator who came over from uh ryzen ah. uh uh horiguchi yes thank you yeah it was horiguchi mm. but you know insane absolutely in in the membrane one might say <laughs> let's uh let's hold off on talking women's flyweight until our special guest uh comes on a little later okay. and uh i think uh women's flyweight's worth discussing especially since our special guest beat the bullet's sister which is fun to say (laughs) um and there's some judging discussion to have about that um but geez that spinning backfist from hell from Li zhang (laughs) it's like a a fist slash forearm (laughs) it was it was which seems worse to me i mean i I would rather get kind of hit with like the edge of the hand than the full on forearm. Yeah. I would rather not get hit with anything from, <laughs> from Wei Li Zhang. Uh, however, I am kind of surprised in hindsight when you, when they played it back a few times that you think about all the fighters that thrown spinning back fist and connected with the forearm, you know, it's like hit or miss that they break their arm. So I, I was kind of surprised that that, that didn't Oof. like break her forearm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just, Oh, could you have God, man, such a difference from the first fight in which it was fairly like blood and guts back and forth. And 
this one just it was fairly one-sided and yeah. I just uh, I'm really impressed by how much she has developed in the time yeah. from they fought in 2020 I mean it's, yeah. it's been it's been a while yeah I was there I was there in the room when they fought the first time and it was monumentally different than that and I can tell you that it was different from that from two perspectives. First, the fans were less behind Whaley in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, they were definitely more with her after those two losses to Rose, um, I felt. Uh, secondly, she uh, had clearly changed her game. She was more aggressive she understood that damage was going to matter more. I, I think she, she felt that in the, in the judge's eyes uh, that she was going to be able to dominate with just fewer, harder hits. There was a lot more boxing in the last fight. And this one was strategic overhands, timings of kicks, feints. She had the takedown attempt in there, one or two takedowns. Am I correct? Uh, I believe it was two. I'd have to look. I'd have to look at the stats. Yep. And, and she and Joanna looked like Joanna uh, from two years ago. <laughs> I mean, she's she, always been that that fighter, right? She's a she, yeah. She's a pressure cardio fighter. Yeah. Three she's take put down. pace on you. Yeah. Three yeah. out of six. Fifty percent takedown rate. Yeah. And just that accuracy, that output of Magnum, which is a uh <laughs> gonna hold it it's in- interesting I, I i've never heard anybody call her magnum no i wonder if she can turn left hmm she's not an ambi turner aaron <laughs> hey you know what <laughs> happy retirement to joanna but fuck that's kind of it's kind of sad for the fans if I'd I may say we say hardly so. knew ye, but I think we knew ye too well. <laughs> we did. <laughs> and nobody will ever fuck with the Polish nation. Uh, I kind of jumped past uh, a, a, the speaking of Polish nation. Uh, Jan Blachowicz is throwing a lot of shade at, at <laughs> Yuri, even though he won, quote unquote, his last fight in questionable fashion with the ratchet ginger injury. Um, but what do, you, what do you think about that? Is that the next fight? It seems like it's going to be. And That's then who's the after fight. that? Who's after that? Who knows? Light heavyweight is, it's so is fun. up for it's up for grabs. You it's know, fun. Glover's going to retire. Not, maybe not right now. Maybe one more fight and he's, and he's done. Yuri's 29. Uh, Jan is 38, mm-hmm. I think. Potentially 39. So he's you know, he's definitely on the back nine of his career. You know, he's approaching the 18th hole for using golf references. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be Jan first. I mean, he beat Rockich, who was the number four or three guy. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense to put him back in there. And considering all the talk that he didn't have his best showing when he fought Glover, I'd be interesting to see how that fight went. I would definitely right now favor Yuri to win that just because I don't see Jan with the same type of ground game 
that Glover does. Yeah. And I mean, God, I mean, we just watched that fight. We saw how that ended. Yeah. Glover oh, I taking him down. And and Ankle uh, Anthony Smith, I almost said Ankle Live Smith and Magomed Ankle Live, <laughs> uh, but no, Magomed and Anthony are fighting soon. Um, I, I think the winner of that could get could get the the winner of Blahovich and Prohachka, but that would be next year for sure. Probably crazy to think that we've had three light heavyweight champions in the last like year, and then before that we had one or. <laughs> Many or years. two if you want to count <laughs> you know if you want to count dc uh of course which we have to yes, uh, of course thanks for that aside uh i do want to talk about jake matthews and andre fialo as well as jackie three names <laughs> <laughs> and ramazan Emiv. uh what did you think about these two because they were fun oh my gosh both finishes in round one at about the same time Dude, so so here's the thing. I, <clears throat> I I thought Jake Matthews was getting super short end of like, oh, Andre Fiala is just this awesome prospect. He's going to run right through him. Mm-hmm. Yes, Jake Mash- Matt Matthews didn't win his last fight. But prior to that, he, he'd been showing some signs of being a really good blue chip prospect. Yeah. So I really thought that he didn't get a lot of respect regarding this. And then he just came in and said, look what I can do now. Yeah, I totally think he stole Fialo's momentum. Absolutely. He he went in into his soul, right? Mm-hmm. And stole all that momentum and said, this is this is mine now. I'm yeah. taking this wherever <laughs> you were. Now that's where I am. Yes, I 100% agree. And and I, you know, Andre, although not improving his place in the rankings, I think probably didn't lose too much ground on his fans. Uh, still a main event fight night fighter in, to me. Uh, yeah, he's still an exciting fighter. I, I think this is a setback for him for sure, but he's he's young enough and and he didn't have like top, top level competition within the division. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of hope for him to to basically recover from this and go on another run. He just on the night, Jake, put it all together he was he was head and shoulders uh better than he was on that night he really he really and i mean i'm looking at the top 15 uh of welterweight here uh and shavkat rachmanov and michelle Pajeda, liu jing lang jeff neil michael chiesa and neil magni are our 10 to 15s does jake matthews have a good shot against any of them is he in the 15 discussion I think so. I'd like to see him not fight one of these up and comers. You know, like Shavkat is is also a blue chip prospect, and people have really talked him up in yeah. terms of his technical ability. And he just is so well rounded; doesn't show a lot of weaknesses. I wouldn't want to put him up against him because it's like you want to build up that division with the younger names. Um, in the the back end of that top fifteen, some people like maybe uh, Jeff Neal would be a good fight you know kiesa's up there as well yeah uh, i i almost think kiesa's a good a good mix there yeah myself for jake for Matthews. his style because he's more wrestling based yeah and michael kiesa and i mean this in no negative connotation is a little bit of a gatekeeper you know friend of the, and show. He, friend of the show hell yeah 
profile picture material, if you ask me, meeting that nice young man. Uh, if you want to see that picture, go to <laughs> the pretty neat podcast.com. Uh, mm. Click our mailbag, send us an, an email message asking for that picture. Um, but he is coming off two losses, uh, and which has pushed him down the rankings quite a bit. And Andre Fialo has the name that Michael Chiesa used to have. You know, up-and-comer prospect, although Chiesa was tough, of course. But, um, shit, I still look forward to watching him, them both fight. What are you looking forward to that's coming up besides our picks this weekend? Mm. Did you watch Tough? I mean, we might talk about it with uh, our guest. And you know, I, I it's minutes. been on the back burner, back burner for me. I almost feel like I wanted to like binge a whole a bunch of episodes, and then earlier today I was like, "Oh, I can really catch up on tough," and then I didn't. So I've seen the first three episodes. Okay, nice. And I think they're at like seven. Or yeah, eight. six or seven for sure. Uh, and but yeah, last... other than that, like, dude, it's all about the July second card. That's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, that's true. July 2nd is going to be insane, but I don't want to dump into that either. <laughs> there was still something else crazy that was announced. Mm, and I feel ridiculous I for not remembering. Regardless of that, uh, I watched Tough, or not Tough, I'm sorry. I watched the pre fight presser okay. for uh, the upcoming Cerrone Lozon fight. And it was Cerrone who was chewing tobacco and spitting it the entire time. <laughs> and well, that, seems, that seems appropriate for him. It, it does. Um, I have to say that even though this will be his 48th fight and he's going for that 50, uh, I hope that when he loses on Saturday... <laughs> Because I do yeah. think, Cerrone, think he's gonna lose. I think he's going to lose, and I think he's going to get subbed or TKO'd in the first round. Really? And I hope it's a sub because I want him to retire or fight again. I want him to fight again, and a sub, maybe like a rear naked choke, will be something quick and easy. And yeah, painless. you think you think Joe Lo- Lozon's going to put it to him in the first round? I mean, Donald is a slow starter, so I mean that's mm-hmm. definitely possible in the first round for sure. You bring up an excellent point, but. I'm looking at their stats. I, I didn't realize that they're very close in age. Cerrone's 39, but Lozon's 38. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've been fighting practically the same amount of time, if not the same amount of time. Damn. And he's far. He's much shorter. He's five foot eight. He's going to have an inch, almost two inch reach disadvantage. Cerrone? Uh, no, Lozon. Oh. Cerrone's listed at 6'1. Fighting at 155. Wow. I don't know. It, he's a head case, right? His last few fights, I mean, probably for a longer period of time than that, but Cerrone's always been somewhat of a, you know, a head case. He, he said as much, right? You know, he's going to mm-hmm. know on the day of like whether or not he's feeling it, you know, for lack of a better term. And if he's not feeling it, it it's going to take a lot for him to probably get motivated, which is likely why we see him start so slow of late. I think that I think you're not wrong. <laughs> I really, I really think that Cerrone has, and and you know what? He has an understanding of 
his position as uh, having an older style. He transitioned from other arts and, you know, uh, socketed these arts together. Socketed? (laughs) Yeah, you know, he, he didn't aggregate <laughs> them you know what i mean he combines muay thai jiu-jitsu kickboxing elements okay so you're saying he trained trains individual disciplines whereas now people train mma yes there's the a kick is trained now to be an element that can uh be part of a takedown or something like that. It's like they take that into consideration when they train it. Where with Cerrone, it is Thai clinch time. It is single leg time. It is boxing time. <laughs> it's know? boxing time. <laughs> Which is weird because he kicked the shit out of Alex Hernandez. Yes. Uh, and I think that that was just some prime, prime grade A Donald Cerrone that day. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? It kind of goes back to is his head in the game is he motivated for it you know what's his motivation these days if he's motivated to just try and get to 50 fights Mm -hmm. does that mean you're motivated to win or you're just motivated to to get in there and do the thing you know how motivated are you actually to win i i don't know what his intentions are i i don't think realistically he thinks oh i can make another run yeah, there's not anybody really in the top fifteen he's beating. No, paychecks this time. Checks. So, and we know that he likes to spend those checks in a very yeah. quick fashion. Hopefully, not on crypto. Oh, by the way, speaking, way. I don't know speaking why this, crypto. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it came to crypto. Uh, why this brought this up, and I'll let you know if we get a if we get a guest. Uh. Ronda Rousey recently was kind of asked how she's been doing, you know, since having a kid. Okay. And uh, she was asked if there was still any fight that she would come out of retirement for. And she said, she yes, said? she said okay. there was one. And it was Gina Carano. Yeah. And I guess Gina Carano responded in kind. And said, let's do. It. Hey, there you are. Now I can hear you. Hi, sorry I'm delayed. <laughs> Not a problem at all, Roxanne. How are you today? Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm well. Uh, well, thank you for joining us. I'm. My name is Aaron. Super nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Uh, my co-host there. I'm in Austin, Texas, by the way, and my co-host Ryan is out there in uh, California. Hello, Very Ryan. nice to meet you. Hello, nice to meet you. And uh, first of all, thank you so much for coming on to talk to us. We're enormous fans. Oh my geez. I'm like <laughs> melting a little bit. This is the pretty neat podcast and this is the prettiest, neatest thing to happen on it. So awesome. Thank thanks you. Thanks for coming on. Happy retirement. Thank you. How are you feeling since February? Good. Very good. You know, I'm able to focus on jujitsu, my main love. I'm learning more spider guard, which I really like. I'm excited about. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'm back to teaching. You know, I get to teach adults now at another gym, uh, Tribe Martial Arts and Fitness. So I'm enjoying that a lot. And I'm also enjoying writing. Very cool. What are you writing? I am writing articles for the All-Star, also Bloody El- If I can, because I'm 
fanboying out. <laughs> um, let's see. I started following MMA in probably around 2003, right around the time you started competing um, when we're about the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, and geez, Tough 18 was a breakthrough. What do you see happening this season on Tough that you like if you're watching it? What I am watching you, it. What would you change? What do you think? I want all your thoughts on it. Well, I see so you guys are caught up, right? Mm, I okay. am, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not averse to spoilers, but please go ahead. <laughs> okay, I, I guess. <laughs> um, no, it's it's a good season, you know. Um, I feel like some of the fighters were nervous and holding back, and that was really sad because, like, they made a big deal out of um, the first fight. I think it was Caitlin Katniss O'Neill. She's my teammate at Syndicate, and then the other girl. I forget her name actually, Peretta or something. Um, Joe. And then, uh, mm-hmm. and then um, oh, I don't even know if they fought each other. Anyway, I'm getting confused. But and then I think Mohammed and then the other guy. I really felt like they could have had more of a brawl, and they really could have shown showed had shown what they were made of more. But they they seemed like nervous or afraid to like lose because it was such an important fight. So that was kind of a shame, but I mean, everyone gets nervous. So I understand that, you know, like, Oh my God, you're tough. Like the first, my entrance fight into the house in tough 18 was the most stressful fight of my life. Mm-hmm. Like I had like stomach pains days before the fight. And it usually only happens the morning of the fight. So I get <laughs> it. I get it. Um, yeah. But no, it's cool. Like I, I like how that, I like how they're showing the characters and their, you know, homes and the fights, you know, they're okay. But, yeah. You know, what, how do you feel about it compared to Contender Series? What do you mean? I, I kind of, we, we've had a debate because we love both of these series and they both have a, a, a great way of looking at fighters and, I, and identifying them as athletes and sharing their stories to introduce them as prospects. Um, it seems like the Contender Series is a faster way to do that. Uh, easier not sure from the outside but from the inside what does it look like uh for the people from your gym going for either of those two i've had a bunch of teammates get on the contender series and be successful i've also had people on the ultimate fighter but i feel like it's easier so to speak for the fighters on the contender series to be able to fight and get in without having to go through the ultimate fighter the house you know um on the other hand I like seeing people on the ultimate fighter because I learn about them and I fight for, you know, I fought for a living. So mm-hmm. I don't care so much to see the fights as much as I care to learn about the people. And I'm actually interested in the drama sometimes. Like it's interesting <laughs> to me. I hate to say that, but it's true. Um, but you know, uh, everyone's different. So I'm sure some fans don't care about all that. They just want to see the fights. Maybe they'll just tune in for the ultimate fighter fights or they just want to see, and they don't care about the people. So I guess it depends. I don't know. Maybe there should be a survey t- taken. Yeah. That's an interesting point. Uh, the fact that, because the debate that we're having is the ultimate fighter, like it's an original inception was to get a lot more interest for the UFC. I mean, obviously the, the original season drummed up with the fine, the finale fight, so much intrigue and buzz for the UFC and it, it right. continued on that trend. And the way I think back on it is like the first few seasons were, you know, more prototypical like reality TV series. Whereas the last few seasons when they've had it, it's been more like just 
a competition show. And then we see them more at home and in the training aspect. Um, and one of our other co-hosts is actually on vacation right now. Dom is like, this is like, what does he call it? Like a uh, top chef, right? This should be more like top chef where they introduce the challenge. They get to see them train a little bit, but there's not as much intrigue at home as there used to be on that show. And we're more, more focused on just the competition within the fighters. It turned into a documentary. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of. I don't watch the documentaries. I don't care. <laughs> no, so for a while I stopped watching the ultimate fighter because I know every, like half the people had a bad upbringing and then they have to fight for their families or for themselves or their like whatever. Like, I just want to see their interactions with each other. That's interesting to me. You know, I don't really care about their past and um, I want to see a good fight. So, you know, but then I feel I think maybe some people are getting bored of it. I don't know. I think that might be some of it is that some people have lost a little bit of intrigue because they're, they're waiting for something, you know, quote unquote, juicy to happen, you know, in between training sessions and and preparing for a fight. Whereas really all you see now is they're like, I'm on the elliptical machine because that's what I need to do. Cause I have to drop a few more pounds in between training sessions or, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, one of our other coasts would say like, they all eat clean. You don't see a whole lot of alcohol being, (laughs) being uh being yeah and you have to exactly right? because you have to stay on weight now when they used to cast the members they cast you they have a choice ufc right like they can choose a sure. rowdy you know cast member or they can stick alcohol you know like try to encourage we were okay so when i went on the ultimate fighter season 18 um i hadn't watched it forever so i watched the first like six seasons and then i stopped watching it because i was in japan and it was hard to get it and then I was like, oh my gosh, I better watch a season to see what's happening. So I had this big gap from when it used to be like uh, drama, super drama, super reality show, like let's fisticuffs in the backyard to season 17, which is the one before me where it's like, okay, this is Bob. He's, you know, he's, you know, construction worker and he works really hard and now he's going to fight. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it was, was and then we went on the show, the, the producers were like, now, remember, guys, you're not on Spike TV anymore. You're going to be Fox Sports 1, so you guys have to tone it down a little bit. Like, a little drama, but not much. We're like, oh, all right. So we were told to behave ourselves. That's <laughs> it's very interesting, and it's also, like, really much in line with, like, how I view the way that the, the seasons have progressed over the, over the years. But that's that's hilarious. We're on Spike, so anything goes. Now we're on Fox Sports. We're like, everybody, we have a code of conduct. Remain professional. Yeah. <laughs> you remember you're here to do a job. Um, that's hilarious. Um, don't need anybody shouting that they need to bang, bro. We don't need to bang, bro. <laughs> great, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, did you, what did you, well, I'm not even going to say that. Misha Tate struck me as an excellent coach. Uh, Justin Gaethje struck me as an excellent coach. Uh, and you had the opportunity to work with both of them. Um, these coaches this season as well, I think they've both been quite excellent, but a couple of the fighters have voiced their grievances with Amanda Nunes um, for not embracing their, their tools that she's putting together plans, but that she's not incorporating what they view as their strengths. Um, And I mean, her, her, what an incredible fight this past week the heavyweights talk about a bubble of fun that spinning wheel oh i, I haven't i haven't seen it oh wow yesterday i didn't see the one yesterday uriah so hall 
<laughs> Uriah Hall, friend of the show, can eat his heart out for, for spinning <laughs> wheel kicks. Okay. But I won't say that it was the end of the fight okay. <laughs> or not. Um, what, what do you think you will be on? I have involvement with the future development of shows that gather talent for the UFC. I have no idea what the UFC, if, if they even want me to do anything, but I will say that Amanda Nunes is getting a bunch of fighters with all these different skill sets. And first of all, let me go back. Wow. Misha and Justin never really coached us. Like they did a little bit and they trained with us, but it was their coaches that coached us because they're fighters. So they have their professional coaches who coach us. So Trevor coached us. Um, Luke coached us. Like we had other coaches. Wow. Um, uh, Brian Caraway coached us. Brian Caraway is a really good coach, by the way. Let me throw that out there. Um, so basically they were, you know, they're the figureheads who gave us advice and like we're on camera, but their coaches actually coached us. Let me just throw that out there. So I don't know how much Amanda Nunes herself is coaching or if it's just made to seem that way. Cause that's what they have to do. Second, uh, secondly, um, I just started coaching jujitsu at tribe, you know, this, this new gym and, um, I am teaching and then the students, the adult students are rolling and I'm standing back and I'm watching and I'm trying to take mental notes. I'm trying to notice what everybody's preferred game plan is. So now I know, okay, Carlos likes uh, Kimura's. He goes for Americana's. Uh, maybe Colton is a wrestler. Like I'm trying to gather this information and this is over 30 days. Maybe I think I've been doing it for about a month and a half now but I still, I barely know anybody's style. So it's so hard for a coach to make a game plan for you. That's why it's important to be with somebody for a long time. So of course, if I see a striker, I'm going to tell my student like, well, they're a striker. So you, if you can grapple, that would be awesome. Then that's the best way to go. But you know, that's optimally, but you don't know who they are. So, you know, it's hard when, if that fighter who's getting advice from Amanda Nunes should be like, Oh, actually, I feel like, what if we do this instead? Or can I, you know, I'm good at this. Like, I'm really good. I'm actually really annoying with my coach when I, you know, John Wood was my coach. He was like, okay, you're going to throw a, a shuffle hook. And I'm like, I don't like shuffle hooks. He's like, you do it in practice. I'm like, I never do it in a fight. We have like arguments and he gets really mad at me. <laughs> but I know <laughs> I never do shuffle hooks in a fight. I don't feel comfortable. So I'm How like, did you feel about uh, Joanna retiring and um, her her battle with uh, Wei Lee? I was wondering what she was going to do because she hadn't fought for a while. And then she started making statements that she was making more money, not fighting. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. You know? And then, um, yeah. So then I wasn't surprised. I didn't, I was, I'm not sure, you know, it's whatever it's, I mean, I just retired, you know, I have my brain and you know, certainly been in wars. So it's probably, I, I figured it was nearing that, you know, when she started taking her gloves off, I knew immediately that that was going to happen. But it was an amazing fight and she's had an amazing career. You know, I still consider her the best, you know, her and well, you know, the top one of the top several, not flyweights, excuse me, strawweights. Mm -hmm. The one of the goats of, of strawweights. A hundred percent. Yeah. How do you feel with, um, with uh, Rose and, and uh, Carla? I was so into that rematch. I loved the the this the kind of universe realigning that way with them coming back together to fight again. A little bit of a lackluster fight, but that happens, you know, to 
two deers could both have headlights and scare the crap out of each other, I suppose. No, it shouldn't right? happen. You should go for it. <laughs> I've never had a fight like that. You go and punch them in the face and take them down and wrestle them. No. Yes. I never Amen. want to see that fight happen again. Yes. Oh, I love it. I was bummed. I, lo- I was super bummed. I was like, man. Uh. <laughs> Put me in, coach. Rose Shit. totally could have. I, I thought that she might have beaten Carla, but she just didn't fight. It's like, great. Thanks. But Carla mm-hmm. deserved that win, you know? When when uh, Rose fought Andrade, uh, it brought me back to your fight with Kaufman. Oh my uh, god! Which was so long ago, and I mean, you've only been finished by TKO KO that one time, the and that was a vicious slam. The floor is the only. <laughs> That's the best, right? That you... one. I don't know if we're gonna do any like crazy thing um i kind of want to flip each other because the judo custom is when you get a new belt you flip each other um that would be cool if someone dragged out a mat but i don't know if we're gonna go through with that um i know that oh so I, we are, we're taking dance lessons awesome and the the instructor has done jujitsu and he made some comment like are there going to be any throws or lifts and i was like lifts throws like can you teach me more so i don't know he might have something up his sleeve so stay tuned but other than that we're going to dance to this disney song that i really like and like that's pretty much it we have and we're gonna have i have to ask what song i know you i've walked with you once upon a dream sleeping beauty yes we we're Disney files, so you're in the right place. This is the Pretty Neat Podcast. <laughs> uh, yes, indeed, we could probably talk about that for at least a few hours. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I see some uh, have... stuffed animals on the bed back there. Behind oh you. yeah, this uh, is a uh, this is a uh, there's a sign you can't read it. It's on my elliptical that I haven't used in in a while, but it's called the Room of Requirement. <laughs> um, which we're also big Harry Potter fans as well, but. <laughs> this is the the extra bedroom slash office slash whatever else needs to go into this room. Okay, hence, pop, the, hence the room requirement. The pop collection, you know, you yeah, watch. The, <laughs> yeah, just tons of stuff. Uh, we have a problem with collecting things. <laughs> That's not necessarily a bad thing. So do we. <laughs> I I collect workout equipment just to <laughs> hang out in my garage. What what are you reading, Ryan? Haven't you been reading a couple of books lately too? Me? Yeah. Keeping <laughs> up on your graphic novels? Uh, no. <laughs> no, it's just work and then talking to you <sighs> and Roxanne. <laughs> That's fair enough. Are we going to get Chris? Is Chris going to come on? No. Have you ever read Saga? I have listened to a podcast on Saga and I've heard that it's one of the great, greatest uh, graphic novels that was ever ever written that's awesome because i i hardly ever read comic books i'm more an anime person but i just passed this in the comic book store when i was taking a stroll with chris on one of our dates (laughs) and um i saw it i was like that's kind of cool art and i bought it it's so good dude like it's really good i've heard so many good things Uh, i listen i I listen to a lot of podcasts that's actually probably what i do more than anything else but uh there's like a two-part four-hour podcast uh, covering all of saga but if we're talking anime like What's your what's your what's your favorite anime of late? What are you watching? Lately, I'm watching Boruto, which is the okay. sequel to Naruto. And I just found out Tiger and Bunny had a second season, so I'm trying to go back into that. And um, 
Yeah, pretty much that. I just finished Attack on Titan. What what's out so far? What's out there? The new yeah. stuff. Um, Final season part three. Oh my god! I just <laughs> finished already. <laughs> uh, yeah, we uh we watched that. We got into it. We got all of the books. Like they have them now in like the super mega editions, so you yeah. can get them all. So we have them. They're actually sitting over here to the right side of me. So we get so excited for the last season, right? We're watching, we're watching. And I look at my wife and they're like, how are they going to finish this story? Yeah, me too. <laughs> how are they finishing this in three episodes? And yeah. then it's like, oh, we got to wait another year. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen. Have you watched that? I did. I didn't like it. No? No. Okay. Like it was creepy. Like there's a mouth in the side of the guy's face. And then, like, it seemed to have other traits. Like, the main character reminded me of other main characters. And, like, the story didn't, like, draw me in enough for me to get over the weird, creepy, icky stuff. Very sensitive. Okay. So. That's fair. That's fair. We uh, they, they released the prequel to that. Uh, kind of give us some backstory for season two. So, But, I mean, you didn't like it. So, yeah. it's, uh, what about uh, Demon Slayer? I liked it. I feel like yeah. every one of my friends who had siblings liked it more. I like siblings, but so I'm like, oh, that's a great anime. And my friends are like, this is the best anime of all time. And I'm like, whoa. I mean, <laughs> a lot it was good, but, so, you <laughs> it's know. good, but not that good. Okay. But no, yeah, but everyone else like, loves it. Do you have siblings? I have a younger sister. Yeah. You'll probably like, oh, you're going to love it then. You have a younger sister. <laughs> it's going to be your favorite. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the protective older brother. For yes. Sure. Definitely it's can very relate. Very family like themed. <laughs> Definitely can relate. Yeah. I feel so left out. I'm more of a video gamer. I like to write stuff too. I game a little bit, not as much. So my boyfriend plays Elden Ring and Cyberpunk. Are you familiar with either of those? I have not played either, but I, I'm like an open world junkie. Like I've read Dead Redemption is like a beautiful game that lets me either meditate on a cliffside or go berserker somewhere. Um, and Skyrim, was one of my oh, absolute favorites. Yeah, my so I, th- that. I think I'm going to have to probably get into Elden Ring. Is he, are you guys on Twitch? Are you and Chris streaming or anything like that? No. It's beautiful though. I've, he actually put on a background track on YouTube from Skyrim. I freaking loved it. That's awesome. Ambient worlds on YouTube yes, for life. That. Yes. And they have everything too. My wife played WoW for years. She was she was addicted. This is actually hers. She's a power lifter. Um, which is amazing because she can like crack my back if we're in bed together. Um, <laughs> nice. That's probably way too much information. Okay. <laughs> but but we're friends. Uh <laughs> my wife and I got married in Vegas. We um we didn't really do much special stuff either. Um Plus, I wanted to see all the UFC things. Well, marriage uh, is special enough. It totally is. And you know what? We spent the time planning our marriage, not our wedding. So it was it was the right thing to do. You know, we we had, you know, let's put a check on a, at Planet Hollywood. It's easy. We'll go in. We'll do it. We'll have cake. My friends will come to our room. And then we're going to go to Disney World for two weeks, <laughs> even though everyone's like, you went to Disney World for your honeymoon instead of Vegas? <laughs> Left Vegas to go to Disney World? It's like, hey, do you? What are you? What are you and Chris planning? Anything special for yeah. the after? We want to go to Japan, but we can't leave the country and come back because of COVID regulations. So mm-hmm. we're just trying to save up money. I don't even know. Like, I haven't really thought about a honeymoon other than that. I just want to save up money, you know, because I'm not working mm-hmm. now since 
I retired. So, well, no, I'm working part-time, but still, you know, save up for that yeah. Japan trip, hopefully. I, um, I know that we reached the allotted amount of time we were going to chat today. Um, I enjoyed have, having you here so much. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe another time. A hundred percent. We would love to have you on, get your picks. We'll play our fun sound effects next time. Uh, we'll have to do a game because we like to play some games from time to time. You know, if you had, for instance, if you had a superpower, but you could only control it sometimes, what would you choose? Oh, you can't put that on the. That's, <laughs> that's not a. That's not a passing exiting question, Aaron. <laughs> Um, you're right that's probably true well i was gonna say super strength because i've always wanted to be super strong but then what if i was lifting something and my power went out and i dropped it and squished myself that wouldn't be any fun exactly um i I can't answer i'll take the fifth okay (laughs) i'm for that and you know what you have yourself and that's the only power you really need (laughs) um our two very good friends brandon and adam uh own and operate uh, a trivia night called it's game night uh and it's live super smash brothers tournaments live mortal Kombat tournaments at bars um they're also enormous fans we watched tough 18 on their couch together i'd love to have them on because they um i believe one of them speaks japanese and they're they trained with Vinny magalais for a little while nice. in, Temec- in temecula and i know that you worked with him as well i did um so it's kind of one of those weird little small worlds and um right. always looking for people to chat with about mma and other pretty neat stuff for an hour on wednesdays indeed <laughs> awesome yes, thank, thank you for, you for your time the podcast. really appreciate it my pleasure we'll talk soon thank you take care yo ryan yeah aaron aaron <laughs> is that you yes Oh, damn it. I'm not sharing my sound anymore. (laughs) Hello? (laughs) Uh, All that to play the song. (laughs) Oh, Calvin Cater, Josh Emmett coming up on Saturday, June 18th. What do you think about that? From the Moody Center, Austin, Texas. Man, it's going to be a fun fight. I think there's I think no Kater doubt about pieces that. Pieces him up so bad, but Emmett can knock him out at any time. That's a hundred. That? That's exactly where I am. Like Calvin Cater is going to win unless he doesn't. How about that for a pick? <laughs> <laughs> Calvin Cater is definitely going to win unless he doesn't. Right? Fair enough. I'm there. That's it. I agree with you. <laughs> and um, Cer- Cerrone no, low. T- yeah. I think Cerrone wins. You do? When was the last time Cerrone won? When was the last time Cerrone won? When was won? the last time Cerrone won? Oh my gosh. Nico Price, maybe? But that was a fucking draw, dude. <laughs> Wasn't that? That was a draw. I'm pretty sure that was a draw. It probably was. I have to look now. <laughs> oh my God. It's so bright. It's so bright. Your your light is really bright. Yeah, it's it's a desk light, but it has all these different settings for types of light. I'm trying to get the soft white. That's that's so bright. Uh, anyway, 
Here wash we myself go. out. Uh, Donald Cerrone. And he keep man, he hasn't won in a couple ages. of years. Ages. Yeah. Where the hell is Donald Cerrone's last win? See, that was a draw for Nico Price. Yep. Oh, oh my goodness, gosh. man. Keep was going. against Al Iaquinta three in, years ago. in 2019. Yeah, May 4th. Three years ago. May the 4th was not with him that year. With Al Iaquinta? Raging Al? It wasn't. I love Raging Al. I'm sad. Raging retired, retired Al? Retired Ragin, Al? Raging retired Al. <laughs> Jeez. Everyone's getting that shit. Today. I will never forget stepping in on short notice and giving and giving Khabib everything he could handle for five rounds. Right. Oh my! That's probably gosh. his best. That's probably his best. His best performance. Short notice comes in, goes the distance with Khabib. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, never was his threat. I think one red one judge had it like 50 44. <laughs> 50 and eh. Eh, whatever. Yeah. He tried. Dang. Yeah. Cerrone, I just these are two great, great, great fighters. And when I think of the reasons why Cerrone's been losing lately, it's just like that he doesn't get going into the fight. He's not picking up on techniques. Maybe Joe Lozon being an older fighter will give Cerrone that advantage. He'll be able to transition between Thai boxing and jujitsu more seamlessly. I don't know. Just yammering. Pretty neat stuff. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like, that's a weird one. Both of them. When's the last time Joe Lozon fought? You know, it's been a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I got, I had no like, these are names. I know these names. I've seen these fighters. I have no mm-hmm. idea how this is going to go. Sure. And they're just, they're both Hall of Famers, legacy building. Legacy. Looks like he had that one here. And he lost to Clay Guida. I mean, he hasn't won a fight since 2017. Yeah. So. Makes you think uh, Cowboy, right? Oh, Cowboy's looking a lot better. He is. <laughs> I'm still picking Lozon in the first. In the first. Oh, in my the goodness. First. That, is a, that is a bold prediction, my friend. <laughs> it is a bold prediction brought to you by Rough Draft Kings. <laughs> Big Mouth and the Dirty Bird are going at it. That sounds like two sexual positions getting combined. Like, you know, she's he he's he's getting the big mouth in dirty bird i would say yeah. the dirt you would do a dirty bird in some in a big mouth <laughs> or, or you put the big mouth on the dirty bird i mean that could be a thing oh too, that's right? true oh that's very true i don't i don't do you think kevin holland's worth the the negative the minus 220 on this tim means yeah you think so yeah i think i think this is the right weight class for kevin holland he was mm-hmm. already somewhat, somewhat successful early on at middleweight. Now he's yeah. got him got his shit together, for lack of a better term, and he's actually making the weight at one seventy. Dude, I think he could he could legitimately sit himself into the top fifteen. I don't think he's ever gonna have. 
the I don't I don't think he's got the discipline right now to like show me that he could actually make a serious run, you know, at a 170, but he has enough skill striking and he's got, you know, really underrated submissions, right? He 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 submits guys, he snatches them up fairly quickly. I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see Kevin wrestle a little bit. I don't, a dirty bird will probably want to grapple. He he intends to get in there. He likes to throw knees. Uh, but I want to see if Ke- what Kevin does with that. This this should go Kevin's way. I agree. It so. should go Kevin's way. But you know he's also inconsistent. He mm-hmm. has shown to not just be the same level of performance each and every fight. So he could talk shit get hit that's the same reason the joaquin buckley fight um and driev i uh I, joaquin buckley is just that kind of like if he shows up <laughs> i mean ever since that crazy ko of the year spinning Hell kick yeah. um but hey what are you gonna do i uh like julian marquez and gregory rodriguez i think that'll be an exciting fight yeah, Rodriguez, he's a really good action fighter, so I'm I'm into that too. Looked good in his last one. Marquez won't back down. Uh I uh I think this is gonna be gets who gets hit first and in the right spot. <laughs> but I think one of them is gonna go to sleep. You think so? You're calling you're calling knockout, not who I'm but calling, somebody's getting knocked out. I'm calling a knockout on this fight. Yeah. Okay. I'm yes, here for it. For all the pretty neat fellowship out there. That is where you should put your Monopoly money if you have it. Adrian Giannis. <laughs> Adrian Giannis is coming back against the human skeleton, Tony Kelly. Oh my gosh, where did his cheekbones go? Where did they go? I don't know. But as Dom they're... said, nobody gets as much material out of these pictures than the Pretty Podcast. He looks like Skeletor. <laughs> He's Skeletor. He is. He is Adrian Yanez. You're fighting Skeletor. What, Adrian ran- what random superpower would you like to have for your fight? <laughs> the power uh, of Grayskull. Court McGee's fighting Jeremiah Wells. Another fun one at welterweight. Ricardo Ricardo Ramos. Always fun to watch. Um, you almost said Ricardo Ramos. I did. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of weird public domain pictures of him available while I like was looking for like images to Photoshop for the show. Shit, I forgot to show Roxanne a picture I made. Damn it. <sighs> I'll email it. Like, uh, hey, I forgot to show you this. Yeah, quite a other gr- good fights coming up this weekend. Got another Duckus here. Oh, Chris. yeah. Look at the baby Duckus. Yep. The middleweight Kyle. He's fighting Roman Delidze. I'm sorry, Roman Delidze beats Kyle. He beats Kyle. Yeah, (laughs) Delidze beat Kyle. Roman Delidze. Roman, he seems like he's from uh, like the the country of Georgia, that kind of name. Is that is that accurate? I'm guessing. I'm pulling this pulling this out of my ass. Maybe Lebanon. Maybe he's from the same place as Giga Jakadze, since they both have Z's. And that's the... where are you from, Roman? He's Tell from me. Georgia. Hell yeah. Look great, at that. Great call. Yeah. Gotta figure out your election situations. 
Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know that's a different Georgia. Yeah, fun fights. It's going to be fun. I'm quite looking forward to it. I, uh, it's a fun fight card. I'm just not going to be able to watch it live. Yeah. Or what are you going to be doing? At the Tiki Bar. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Tiki Bar birthday dinners. Tiki Bar. Tiki I'm bar. sad I won't be watching it live on TV or in person, and it's in my backyard. Damn it. Just budgets, brah. But we'll see. Maybe it'll happen. I'm selling some trading cards on eBay. And uh, hopefully a couple of those will sell. And I'll uh, use my my collectibles to add to my collectibles. Collectibles for collectibles. How should we send this episode off, Ryan? It was fun. We talked about UFC 275, was it? Prahas. Prahaska. We have a new lightweight heavyweight champ. We talked about some news in the re-recap. We made some PNP picks. (laughs) We had a pretty neat guest. Yeah, we got to talk to the the happy warrior. Who is an icon icon or a beacon. That's what I meant to say. Beacon of uh, hard work and passion for what you do. Paying dividends. I 100% agree with you. Yeah. And you know what? I, Roxy, I hope you're listening to this. And I'm sorry if you hate being called Roxy. I had a friend named Roxy. Totally my fault. You're listening to this. You're an icon and a pioneer of women's MMA. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I will never say no to having Roxanne on again. Not a chance. Yeah, she can call us up and says, I want to be on the on the upcoming show. Like, yeah, done. Our done. plans, done. Doesn't matter. You talk yeah. about what you want to talk about. You know why? I appreciate the Happy Warrior. I appreciate the Happy Warrior's outlook, and I appreciate the Happy Warrior's presence. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, would you vote for the Happy Warrior? Yeah, Roxanne Montefiore, 2024. Yeah, buddy. Hey, you know why I love MMA so much? <laughs> That is 100% true, but it's also because it brings us together. It, it, you know what? <laughs> Violence really does bring people together.